This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. On today's podcast episode, I am joined by an incredible Girl Fit Method family member, Aretha. Hello and welcome. Hello. Hey, everyone. Very honored to be here. Uh, it's it's an honor to have you on. And uh, Aretha has woken up nice and early, ready before work. So she's from Belgium. So well done. Are you a morning person or an evening person? Oh, that depends. Like, um, I'm an early riser, but most of the active stuff I do are in the evening. Yeah. Late afternoon. Do you feel like your brain gets, it gets warmed up by the evening? It can be hard to wake up first thing in the morning and be cognitively with it. No, I think working is fine in the morning, but when it comes to like working out, being active, going out, it, it has to be after four. If not, I'll be like pretty dead. Ah, <laughs> so you like to work out in the afternoons, evenings. Yeah, later ah, in the day. Sure. Okie dokie. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Most people like waking out in the morning, but I do think that you perform way better in the evening, afternoon because you've got more food in your stomach. Don't you reckon? Yeah, for sure. That's why I never got how people go for like early morning runs. If I did that, I'll be pretty lightheaded, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Well, let's get stuck into your story because I know it's a really powerful one. So mm. let's get to know a little bit about you. Who are you? And maybe if you just touch on a little bit about your upbringing and your family as well. Okay, so um, name is Aretha. Um, I've lived in Belgium now for eight years. So um, I came here to actually for my student exchange program initially. And then I decided to pursue um, basically prolong my studies here. And so I started working and now I live here. Um, But I was born and bred in Singapore. So I think that's like a bit closer (laughs) to where you are. Um, Well, um, I come from a really close-knit family um, or a small family, uh, very close. And uh, I have very supportive family members, a brother, and um yeah like I said I was born and bred in Singapore so I would say um I had a pretty decent childhood and yeah okay let's talk about the culture when it comes to um health and fitness and maybe like expectations on the way that women look (laughs) in Singapore was there any kind of like kind of growing up did you were you aware of the way that you looked or was there a sort of look that was kind of glorified (laughs) a little bit more in Singapore or not really well, I think it's pretty much the same um, everywhere, if I might, I could say that. Like, I mean, of course, um, many girls, especially teenage, and I think now it's getting younger and younger. Everyone wants to go for, like, the skinny and tall look, long legs. And um, so, yeah, so I think um, growing up in that environment, you always, like, for example, if someone lost weight, you, it's it's normal to hear oh you look skinny now or in a picture oh you look so skinny there like it's a it's a compliment but I think that's quite prevalent in society today so mm. not any much different I would say right okay so for you when did you <clears throat> first become aware of your own body and maybe starting to feel a little bit insecure 
Well, so um, that would bring me back to uh, my college days. So I was, um, I think I was about 17. And um, I've always been that like child who eats like a lot. So <laughs> everyone be ordering maybe like one serving at dinner and I'll go for two. And um, because, you know, when you're younger, you can just like eat as much as possible. Right. And yeah, like, just yeah. stay the same <laughs> somehow. And I think um, it was at that age where it started tipping over and I didn't realize that. So um, that's when I started to, to gain a few kilos, but I wasn't aware because, yeah, who cares, right? And um, I was like, um, I was actually in a clique of girls who are skinny and tall, you know, kind of like the it group in school. And um, just one girl just called me out like, hey, Aretha, like, I think you became fat, like, like you got fat. And, and then it, it hit me, like I started just looking back at pictures because, you know, girls, we like selfies and, and pictures and stuff. So I, I started looking at these pictures, like, oh, yeah, you're right. And uh, I just started becoming so self-conscious and very, and that's actually when destructive behavior started when I was 17. Wow, that's horrible. Isn't that, and it is, I, I think like for the majority of us, we can always go back and think about a comment someone made about us when we weren't even aware, I mean, of it. And it's kind of brought it to your attention and you can't unhear that. And it does stay with you for a long time. Okay. So that's quite young, 17. Now you're feeling inadequate. You're feeling really self-conscious about your body. What steps did you take to try in your mind fix that? Well, I would say it was pretty um, immediate. Like the change I, the changes I made were, was basically um, starving myself. So I just stopped eating like, at every meal, I would just eat vegetables or like clear broth. So, um, I mean, now looking back um, to quantify that, I think it was really like barely eight, nine hundred calories a day. So, and I was doing a lot of sports in school as well. So pretty active and yeah. And I think what actually followed was that um, I started being very the flaky friend. So, you know, in Singapore, people meet to eat. It's like a foodie um, uh, country, right? Everyone loves to eat. So, hey, I want to hang out. Like, let's go eat lunch. Let's go have dinner. And I was always that friend who would um, get flaky back out at the last minute. Like, hey, sorry, I can't make it. So people started being like, yeah, she's always like that. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty awful, but I couldn't help it because I knew that if I just had one meal out, um, I would come home feeling depressed. I would um, just stay home for like two weeks on an, and like just not want to face the world. I want to look into mirrors. So that was like life I had for years actually that followed. Wow. How many years do you think? Whew, um, well, I'm 30 now. So that was like um, 13 years ago. So I think the, well, this period of, you know, this because, you know, I'm aware I had like anorexia and, and we all know that anorexia is more a mindset, like a, a mental thing. Right. So, but I would say the worst period before I had like a bit of a wake up call, like health scares. Um, oh, that five, six years. I would say. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's so it's a lot of your early twenties into your mid twenties. You live yeah, that which is a pity. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the best time of your life. Right. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Well, it I'm should be. 
Yeah. yeah. And I think what can happen is, is that like what you've spoken about being that flaky friend, this can happen when food starts to control our life. And especially for you having a diagnosed eating disorder is that you end up isolating yourself because what you're wanting to do is control every element of your life and especially your <clears throat> And so now what's happening is, is you're in this really negative mindset, but also you've got no one to turn to because you're bailing out, you're not putting effort into friendships. And so you're isolated, which I think can make things, you know, 10 times worse. All right. So you talked about a health scare. Did you want to touch on that? Yeah. So um, I actually went for a a general health checkup with my parents. Yeah. So it was kind of like, I didn't expect the doctor to actually say anything, but I did my blood work, et cetera. And I was always having like this very um, high white blood count. So I, I'm not sure how the doctor actually uh, made such a, a conclusion or, or like to give me such a warning. But he basically said, hey, you know, if you go down this road, you're going to get like blood cancer. Like, wow. that, was, that was crazy. And, and he said like, um, he even asked like, uh, do you have a boyfriend? Because please... Um, practice like abstinence because you will not have children like this and at that point in time I was pretty young I I think I was like 20 21 so um of course um I had no interest in like starting a family then but like as a woman to hear something like that like I didn't expect to feel um so broken when I heard that but it just felt like because yeah I mean your period and being able to have children that says a lot about your health as well. I'm aware of that. So that really crushed me and my parents were there. So I wasn't prepared for them to hear this as well. So I just broke down. And, um, yeah. Then I had, so that was a wake up call for me, but I never really recovered from that. Like mindset wise, but I started eating more. And by that, I mean like 1000 to 1200, like 1200 calories tops. Mm-hmm. So still not a lot of food. I remember for my own journey as well, I think sometimes you feel like you are making decisions, like, for example, really not looking after your body and you don't actually understand that there's health repercussions for that and that there's a consequence to the way that you're treating your body until you have a scare like that. And I think the hard thing is, especially when you're young, you've got youth on your side as well. But the fact is, is that the way that we treat ourselves in our youth and the way that we look after ourselves is going to have an impact when we're in our 30s and when we're older, when we are looking at having our own family, our bone health, uh, how susceptible we are to cancer, all of these things, right? And it's hard to think about that when you're in your early 20s, when your only focus is the way that you look. But it's as you get older that you realize, oh, my goodness, now I'm having to start to deal with these repercussions of the way that I've been treating myself. Okay, you know, I better start looking after myself better. But then again, it's still very scary, right? So, okay, so you're stuck eating really low calories. What kind of got you from that point? So you're you're in your your 30 now. So your late 20s, you come across us. Well, tell me, how did you come across me? And uh, at what stage of life were you in when you decided to make that change? Yeah. So I think following my last point was that that went on for a few years. I was still withdrawing from people. That's that was the same. Um I I had fear of foods, of course. Um, okay, so maybe I think we'll get to that later. But um, so I came across Golden Fit Method on Instagram. So 
like you're everywhere <laughs> and uh, yeah. people sometimes um, come up to me and they're like I I think I've seen you <laughs> video and I have to cringe a little bit I'm like oh no what have you seen <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I joked before that you're kind of like omnipresent it's it's crazy uh, so, anyway, I, I, so <laughs> I started seeing your post on Instagram and like um I think you, I think it was, um, the first one I saw was about like, okay, you know, if you want to work out, you have to eat more, you have to eat like 2000 calories. Um, of course you need to fuel your body for workouts. And then I saw, of course, like, Hey, look at this, this, um, example, this client, she ate so much and she's still losing weight. I'm like, well, that's like, that's just impossible because I've tried that with myself. Um, maybe take a few steps back, uh, so I, I started listening to your podcasts as well. I think I've listened to like everything. And um, I think there's a lot of solid advice um, and information provided there. And actually, I started reverse dieting myself. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this uh, on my own. And uh, yeah, three weeks in, four weeks in by just increasing like one to 200 calories. I freaked out like because the scale was my life. It, it dictated my my mood for the day. It basically, yeah. It, it set the pace for the day as well. And uh, I gave up. I, I I cringed and I freaked out. So, and then I think it took more, a uh, couple of weeks after that when I, when I actually decided, okay, I think I need a coach. I think I need a hand to hold because I've already turned back on my own and I, yeah, I just needed guidance. So um, that's where I decided to take the plunge and I think we had some communication and you were like, what's stopping you? And I'm like, ah, so uh, yeah, that's how I got started with uh, growth and methods. I, rem- I remember you being very scared. Yeah, yeah, I, I was actually. So um, yeah, because I really thought I was just cursed. Like my explanation to myself and my family and friends is like, look, I 13 years ago, this started, you know, this, um, my anorexia started and uh I think my metabolism is just destroyed. So this is how life is going to be. And yeah, that's. And nothing is, nothing is permanent when it comes to our bodies. Incredible. And we can believe that. And I just want to say, like, I understand it's very scary and you're not alone because I would say 99% of the girls that we work with (laughs) are terrified when they first start, but everything good (laughs) starts outside of your comfort zone especially when we've built this really unhealthy relationship with food in our body because we can really have this sense of control that we're wanting to gain control over the way that we look over our weight over the foods that we eat and then giving that over to somebody else is really letting go of control and that's for most women like the most terrifying thing so doing it takes a lot of bravery and a lot of courage and I think also a lot of trust in who you're working with as well so let's talk about what you have achieved over the past three months with us which has been like so incredible so starting what situation were you in how much were you eating what did your life look like at that point right so um excuse me my my journey has been quite phenomenal um it's crazy how what like three months can do in fact yeah I'm just I'm I'm just done with my 12-week program with one-on-one coaching with Kat and um so I started with um I'm not really sure but I think it's between 1,000 to 1,200 calories 
And um, I was doing some form of resistant training, but maybe like once a week, twice a week. And then I would um, go on for a couple of weeks and then I'll stop because I don't see results, right? So I'm like, okay, it's not going to work. Um, and um, and then when I started with CAT, I think um, the first couple of weeks were challenging because like I said, I still rely on a scale a lot. And then... Um, as we went into the following weeks, um, you know, because we, we take progress pictures and measurements as well, it became more apparent to me on how to actually track my progress. And I would say in the first phase, like first couple of weeks, it was scary, but going to, um, let's say, the middle of the program, um, I, I started trusting the process more because I could see the changes in my body, you know, when you have structured workouts and proper nutrition, um, I was actually eating way more protein than um, I ever was. It was a bit shocking to know how little protein um, we consume every day, actually, if you're not like educated, right? Mm. So I think from there, <clears throat> it was really nice because a lot of like the mindset changes I had were very unexpected. I mean, sometimes you have to go through it and experience it and learn for yourself and observe your body before you can believe something right yeah so um I think um when it was like five six weeks um I was kind of like secretly hoping cat would increase my calories because I was so hungry and I was like oh come on you have to increase my calories by 200 more so I can have that pasta <laughs> so uh, it was really nice like I remember I had my my first um a plate of pasta and I was actually tearing I was eating it because I haven't eaten a plate of pasta on my own for like 13 years I'm not joking Amazing. Like, or not even a plate of rice nothing carb heavy because yeah carbs like the fair food and um I, was, I know it sounds crazy but I was actually tearing while eating it because I was always just you know trying someone else's pasta or, or never having my own so that was a really special and um yeah um, I, I think those kinds of changes, and we talk about we're always focused on the physical changes, but when you start to regain back control in your life and you don't have something controlling every aspect of your life, food or the way yeah. you look, it's <laughs> almost like you start to relax. You start to think, oh, okay, life is so much more than controlling every little calorie that comes in my into my mouth and that yeah. you start to really celebrate those mindset shifts. And I, I guess the physical transformation becomes less important because you realize life isn't all just about the way that you look. It's actually about living it to the fullest and feeling happy <laughs> and creating memories and and creating a life and I feel that's what happened with you so to, yeah. and we did get you eating 2,000 calories we've gotten you all the way up to that and you're looking phenomenal you are stronger and I guess the most beautiful thing out of all of this is the fact that you've got control back in your life and you are living a life nourishing yourself in a way that your body deserves and that your mind deserves and the exciting thing is Aretha you are like so inspired that you have decided to study to become a coach yourself yeah yeah <laughs> I love yeah. that <laughs> oh my goodness I love that yeah because um yeah I mean just just thinking about how little I knew um on like you know the possibilities that my body can actually yeah what it can achieve and nutrition and just effective workouts these are just I think it goes quite deep and 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 
I really do want to educate others as well um, because of yeah the journey I've had and uh, I want to help other people too. Well, I know this podcast will, and that's why I asked you to come on because there are going to be so many girls listening to this that, that resonate with it, and they're at, they're still at that beginning stage where they're terrified and they're really stuck. You're stuck between this place where you're miserable, you're unhappy, you know that you need to make a change, but the fear is so huge that it's keeping you frozen and stuck. And if we just continue, I mean, even for you, Aretha, if you just continued to listen to that fear and never take action, you never would have gotten to where you are right now. It's always going to feel scary. Change is always going to feel scary, but you just need to take action. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, 100%. All right. So for the girl listening today who is going, oh, my gosh, I'm back where you were three, four, even six months ago, and I'm so scared to make a change. I don't even know where to start. Let's let's break it down into three tips. What are three things that you would suggest that she could start with right now to get her out of the situation that she's in? Um. Oh. I probably put you on the spot as well. <laughs> well, um, I'm thinking. Um, I think the first, uh, I think the first thing would be not to normalize it and to first understand that you have a problem, <laughs> and that's fine. But I think awareness is the first thing to be aware of how much this is controlling your life. Um, so that's the first one. Um, the second one would be to seek help um of course um yeah it's i think eating disorder whether it's um starving restrictive eating or binging these are yeah psychological issues that should be should be looked at excuse me and um personally i didn't seek um help from a psychologist um but that was a yeah that was very like a personal choice, right? I think it's, it is highly advisable, but for me, um, I knew that I, I learned by doing and I'm person, like I, I, I look at facts and figures. I, I look at um, evidence and that's something that's, and as long as I put something into action, um, I know that the rest would like, you know, sort itself out and, and it did for me. So I'm only speaking for myself, but you should really seek help in that. Mm. Um, and third is um, maybe it's quite similar to the second one, but I think it's having is being coached through the entire process. Because look, if you have um, help from a psychologist, I think um, you still need to put things in action, right? Um, and uh, I think what you mentioned before, Tash, really resonates with me. I think it's something that you posted in like the the girl fit method inner circle where they're like ah why do you need a coach like because I I knew a lot of things like about nutrition um I'm quite a yeah I I go quite crazy about reading these these things because they're interesting right like the different diets um what's good for you what's bad for you I've 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 spoken and worked with functional doctors as well so yeah okay I knew some things yeah now that I think about it it wasn't actually enough but um actually working with a coach helps a lot like I think you mentioned like okay you're a business owner um you're a PT yourself but you even you have like uh, a business coach you have like uh yeah people who who can help you in this because just having a uh a different perspective and having a hand to hold is just completely different and 
I honestly, uh, I'm humbled because I, I really underestimated it. Like I said, I tried myself for a couple of weeks and I turned back. So I knew then that uh, it wasn't going to work out if I did it myself. That's really powerful advice. It is true. It is true. There is something, what you want to think about is if it was as easy to do what you know you need to do, why are you not doing it? And that's the question you need to ask yourself. There is so much information on the internet. You know, I did, I made that post about myself because I even think about it with me and decisions that I make, you know, with business, right? I usually know what I need to do but there is something that's stopping me from implementing what I know that I need to do. And that's usually accountability, 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 (laughs) (laughs) word out my mouth, but then also that support, right? We all need it. It is so, so pivotal. And if you are stuck right now, unable to make that change, then what you need to do is go, all right, well, what's stopping me from making the decisions that I know that I need to make? Is it that I need someone in my corner to go, hey, keep going. You're on the right track, especially when you start to doubt yourself. Mm -hmm. You need people around you to bring you up. So very, very important. And I just want to really repeat, I guess, your second point. I think if you're in the depths of an eating disorder, you really need to work on that with someone that is a professional therapist, psychologist, because it is, it's a mental disorder, right? However, we can get to a point where we get over uh, the main part of an eating disorder, but we're sometimes still unsure on then, okay, how do we actually do things the right way now? How do we find balance with fitness and nutrition without it being toxic or triggering? And that is where we want to have that, okay, like the plan, how do I, how do I train for the best results? How do I eat more and still achieve my physique goals, which are all fine goals to have, but we need to do it in the right way. And we don't want to go back into doing it the way that we were doing it, which was toxic and really um, unhealthy. So thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. I just want to give a shout out to Coach Kat, who did an amazing job with you. She is just an absolute ray of sunshine. And we both collectively are so incredibly proud of you. And I, I can't tell you how happy it makes my heart to see you here just in such a better place, looking after yourself and feeling so inspired from your own journey to then go and help others. I mean, my job here is done. Thank you. It's been an absolute honor. And um, I'm very happy that like, um, I also found growth method to help me in the process. It was um, uh, incredible. So thanks to you and Coach Kat. My absolute pleasure. Thanks, Aretha. Oh my, I am on a high after that conversation with Aretha. Honestly, it's my heart. When I when I can, let me just backtrack. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. When I can see someone that is now just found so much joy and peace and is not living this nightmare of a life where they are dictated by what Aretha said, the scale says, how it sets up her day and she can find freedom from that. And then she feels so inspired that she wants to become a trainer to help others. Honestly, like I just feel, I feel so honored and I feel so humbled to be completely honest with you. Um, and Coach Kat has done such an incredible job with Aretha and we have been able to provide her with a plan, but Aretha's really put in that hard work and has implemented the changes regardless of how scared she 
has felt. And I just hope to anyone out there that is living that kind of a life and is miserable and unhappy, I want you to know it does not need to be that way and it won't be that way because as soon as you choose to take action, your life will change and it will change for the better. All right, I'm going to get into this week's listener question. So we have... A question from Nika. Now, I know I butcher like literally every single person's handle and name, so my apologies, but it is Nika.Hogan, H-O-J-A-N. I probably pronounced that. Oh, no, that's not your Instagram. Yeah, it is your Instagram handle. Sorry, I'm getting confused. All right. It is about reverse dieting. How would you slowly go into a reverse diet if you want to maintain your physique? Love your content, by the way. Thank you so much. This is a really great question. It's going to depend on your situation. So let's just say you've been in a calorie deficit and you're wanting to maintain those results now, but eating more. Now, there's two ways to go about this. The first one is you can go straight back up to your new maintenance calories. No need to really do a reverse diet. And this is probably what majority of people really should do because when we're in a calorie deficit, it does negatively impact our overall health and our biofeedback. The quicker you can get more food into you, the better because you're going to be able to restore that biofeedback. So my suggestion would be to go straight back up to your maintenance calories. Now remember, maintenance calories does not equal fat gain. You can only gain fat when you're in a calorie surplus. It's very important to remember you you will gain weight, absolutely, but weight and fat are different. You eat more, more food in your belly, more muscle glycogen. You're going to see a spike in scale weight. Please don't weigh yourself if that's triggering to you, but understand that's a part of the process, but that is not necessarily fat gain. Now, prior to you being in a calorie deficit, your maintenance calories would have decreased. So you want to keep that in mind. So what I would think about is it really depends on how much weight you've lost, but you want to go up to your maintenance calories. And if you're a little bit fearful, you can even go a little bit lower than what you project your new maintenance calories to be. Just see what happens for a couple of weeks and then slowly increase increase from there. Now, the girls that are really terrified of increasing their calories after being in a calorie deficit, you can absolutely slowly increase your calories over time. And what I would suggest doing is if you've got your protein intake sorted, then you want to start to increase calories from both fats and carbs. However, you just want to make sure that you're having at least 20% of your total calories from the day from fats, and then you can start to increase carbohydrates. So fats, protein are both essential macronutrients. So they're really pivotal for our overall health. So we want to make sure that they are all good. And then we want to start increasing carbohydrates, which is going to help us with increased activity levels as in the energy that we burn throughout the day, uh, our hormonal health as well, um, and feeling satiated. And obviously carbs are delicious, right? So that's what we want to think about doing you can maintain your results eating more. You just need to make sure that you have a a bit of structure and a plan getting out of that calorie deficit. But really, you can go straight up to your new maintenance or you can slowly increase if you feel a little bit fearful of just starting to eat more, which I can understand, right? You put in all of this hard work and the last thing you want to do is go and gain all of this weight back. So I totally, totally get it. Great question. All right, that is it from me, guys. Just the usual. Remember, I am still running the Gymshark giveaway. Please leave us a rating, a review, send me a screenshot. You will go into the running for a Gymshark voucher. Woohoo. Oh my gosh, Gymshark have just brought out a new range and I'm I'm fighting hard to not go and buy. Go and buy it. <clears throat> I have enough active wear. Like it's actually embarrassing. Anyway, they've got some great stuff. All right, guys, that's it for me. A big love, Coach Tash. Coach Tash.